Great. You and Fry can bumble around together while the rest of us give up and make peace with our various deities. As for me, I'm an atheist. Oh, nobody's father, who art nowhere, I know you can't hear me, completely ignore this prayer. Nothing art thou, and nothing thou ever will be. Jesus was just a man. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Yes! Yay! Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. <laughs> oh Left boy, me in this is really, really exciting. Um, I'm I'm very excited to talk about this episode. Uh, something Simpsons related that it, it's some I haven't been excited to talk about the Simpsons for a really long time. So <laughs> yeah, weird, is, eh? Yeah, this is kind of this is kind of weird awesome. how like an injection of something fresh can bring something yeah. new and exciting to a, a fledgling TV show or podcast. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Maybe it's, yeah. that's all you need to really get there. But uh, for now, for the last time, oh boy, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, <laughs> your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. And beyond! <laughs> <laughs> and we have gone to the great beyond today. I'm Josh. <laughs> wow. You had to bring it back one last time, <laughs> one didn't last you? One last time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I'm Alan. <laughs> I have no joke. <laughs> it's um, a deep pull, but I think <laughs> some of the people who have been binging or... Yeah. When was the last time you did that joke, do you think? Oh, gosh. Seasons ago. It yeah. has to be like several seasons now. Because <laughs> the joke became, and I'm... Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Right, where you're struggling to decide if you want to do the joke or not, and then you decide, no, I shouldn't. It's not worth it. But today it was. Today it was. I mean, it's a special episode for a lot of reasons. Yeah, special number 10. Special number 10. Yep. And episode number... 200. 200. The big 20. 100 episodes ago. 200. 100 episodes ago, we were live. That's right. We were doing our live show. Yeah, we had friends, uh, family, (laughs) special guests. That's right. All around us. It was everywhere. Um, (laughs) It was on all the broadcasts. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it was everywhere. It was in the news. Um, You know, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I had kind of the, in the back of my mind when we did that 100th episode, like, we should do this again when we hit 200. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I had that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. If we hit 200. I mean, I, I don't think I did the math enough at the yeah. time to know if we would hit 200. I assumed we would. Um, but instead, it's just you and I, baby. Yep. <laughs> you and I by the uh, by the fireplace. The crackling fire. Yeah. That's not so Keep, bad. It's You know what? It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all things considered. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, it's the time that in Canada we're told to, you know, feel thankful for some of the things. That's true. It is technically officially thanksgiving weekend <laughs> that's right as it is friday evening uh post 5 p.m yeah <laughs> most people aren't going back to work tomorrow that's that's right yeah. <laughs> most people finish work at five because we still uh suckle at the teat of henry ford oh there we are yep hey. <laughs> the five-hour work week thanks henry yeah we, this uh, is our this is our annual salute to henry ford thanks henry <laughs> Uh, thank you for your service, uh-huh. for your work ethic, mm-hmm. 
and for your name that truly that's, lives on. That's true. In the annals of, of anuses. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think. Well, you know people, what? I don't think enough people point out that the word annals <laughs> has the word anal. <laughs> Well, you know, my name yes. is just an anagram of anal. Yes, I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. You wrote uh, like a, a whole 30-minute stand-up special on just that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I will do and then you performed for you it for right me now. at my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you guys ever noticed? <laughs> That uh, that's the whole set. It just keeps repeating you know, it. The birthday boy, uh, Alan. Happy birthday, by the way. Um, you know, it's Dave. It's Alan. But I think you'll find there's a secret passenger riding in there. Let's go to the whiteboard, shall we? Oh, you got visual aids. Um, you don't remember? Case, well, you didn't remember? I kind of blocked birthday? it out of my memory um, for my. 200, 201st birthday. Um, and I didn't stop until everyone asked me to. Like, right. I was up there you're so like, long. You're like, I need, every, I need to be a unanimous yeah. decision. <laughs> everyone needs to say stop. Yeah, everyone has to say stop individually. Yes. Interrupt the set mm-hmm. and pull me aside and say, you really should stop. But <laughs> remarkably, everyone did. So, you know, I'm a man of my word. Uh, yeah. And... I stopped. You stopped, and uh, we promised we'd never talk about it again. But you know what? It's 200th episode. Yeah, and you're, we're bringing a lot of things back. That's right. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Thanksgiving. What? What do you? You got some family plans for Thanksgiving, or nope. are you just working? <laughs> just working. All right. Just working. <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. <laughs> uh, but if I'm if I'm completely honest, I'm. I'm hanging out with a chosen family mm. this on on Saturday, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's really all I need. You know what they say? Yeah, y- your chosen family is often your better family. <laughs> I realize as I'm saying it, that se- just seems mean to my real family, but <laughs> I meant it to be a positive thing of the chosen yes, family. A, yes, uh, <laughs> well, let's try and find a way to to yeah. <laughs> to uh, establish one without detracting from another. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. That's the only way. I only know how to build things up by breaking other things down. Huh. <laughs> Much like capitalism. Yeah, I wonder. Is that the thing? Like, <laughs> I love my family, uh-huh. but I'm very much excited to spend time with my chosen family almost as much as, like, even I more th- so a lot of the time. I mean, I will say, I do think, because I also love my family, um, and, I, you know, I think the thing is, your chosen family is is special for its for a different reason, right? It's special for the reason that it's you have no obligation to these people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, right? like I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, like really. arguably you have no obligation to your real family either. Your you know real family in quotes, whatever you want to call that. Um, but but there is, especially you know, depending on how you grew up, if you grew up with your family. Um, you know, you feel uh, uh, a certain, uh, yeah, obligation is maybe the wrong word, but that's that's kind of where, where my mind's going of, like, you need to be there for these people. And obligation doesn't necessarily mean it's something you do begrudgingly, right? Like, I, I feel an obligation to, to, my, to my siblings, to my mom, to my dad, to my stepdad, like, but it's not like, oh, it's an obligation, like, I'm sad about it. It's like, no, I do it because 
these are people that help shape the person that I am, and therefore I want to make sure that they're happy. You know, um, I don't feel that obligation necessarily to my chosen family. I feel uh, like uh, a desire, like mm. a desire to 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 be with them and to to hang out with them and to make sure they're happy too. And I think that's where it kind of you can balance both of those things, yeah. obligation and desire, of course. But yeah, I guess they're two different things, really. Two sides of the same coin. At the end of the day, yeah. You think about it. Two sides of the same coin. Walking out two different uh, front door and back door. <laughs> Is this another anal joke? <laughs> <laughs> if it was, I took a long walk to get there. <laughs> oh, so right, talking about sorry, the back I door. Didn't, I didn't take a long walk to get there. I took what should have been a long walk and just hopped over some fences. Right, sure. <laughs> you took a shortcut. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that's that's good though. Um, I am also with uh, chosen family Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, we are both going to the same place. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also am going to see my my family on Sunday, Sunday yeah. night. I'm gonna stay the night in Lethbridge and then uh, come back. I'm taking the the weekend off from schoolwork, as I usually try to do. Mm-hmm. And because it's a long weekend, that means I take Monday off too. Oh, oh! There goes the fan. There goes the fan. Yeah. <laughs> Should I turn it off? Yeah, kick it All off. Right. Yeah, it'll send heat our way for the next couple of minutes, but um, I just don't want it on for the entire episode. That's fair. Does it pick it up even? No, not really. All right. So, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about the episode. All right. <laughs> um. So we are talking about Simpsorama. Now, this is the sixth episode of the 26th season of The Simpsons. Uh, It was directed by Bob Anderson, written by J. Stewart Burns, no relation, and original air date November 9th, 2014. So long after (laughs) 9-11. This episode is like, it's seven years old. Yeah. But I can't believe it came out in the 26th season. Yeah, it's pretty That's crazy. So long ago, and yet not at all. It's, Even yeah. especially for this show, you know, because the show is a is in its mid thirties, still now. going. And yeah, it's it's so long ago currently, but it's also like so far past our mandate. Yeah, right. Sixteen seasons later. <laughs> so let, let's let's think about this for a real quick second. Um, and I just want to put this out there: it's mm. not super about the episode, but it's about the Simpsons. Uh, okay, so. Let's look at The Simpsons as a 33-year-old man. Sure. Okay? Okay. Because it has lived as long as a 33-year-old, and let's face it, The Simpsons is a dude. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> as an institution, it's... Yeah, it's an old white man. Yeah, he's a, he's a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a 33-year-old white man. <laughs> so, how would you feel if you knew in your core... Mm-hmm. That you peaked when you were seven years old. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying if I was this 33-year-old If you were this man. 33-year-old man, let's say, or or maybe how do you think the Simpsons man, our, our hypothetical man, feels knowing that he <laughs> peaked at seven? Uh, yeah, I or mean, six, that doesn't feel good. Depending. It feels like, yeah. Feels like wow, really? 
Like, you look back. Why the fuck am I still doing anything, then? (laughs) You look back on your life, and after you were nine, you just never really did anything good? I mean, I feel like I peaked at 32, so, like, I'm not too far off. But still, that's like... Uh, yeah. Even if that's true, which I don't think it is, because I'm... I hate to be the one to tell you this, man, but if cancer doesn't get you, you're going to live for a long time. Oh, no. (laughs) That's two very sad things together. (laughs) I hate both of those options. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. It's something I think think about a lot. Do you think our generation will live longer than last generation? Yeah. Do you think we're we're getting better at medicine? Yeah. Except for vaccines. (laughs) No, we're getting better at those two. No, Greg, man, they've only been. It's only been a year, and Zoom it's already out, out. <laughs> for a Sorry, second. I can't even. I can't even do it. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Let's zoom out for Let's a second. Let's zoom out. Let's zoom out. All right. Okay. Earth. It's actually kind of going in the right direction, and it just takes a lot of people wanting it to do that. <sighs> And it's frustrating. And it feels it's stagnating, slow, and it feels stagnant. It does, but it's moving. Things. Like even with, you know, just to bring it back to like the studies I'm doing right now, like even with, like we're studying French New Wave, which I read this like giant crazy article that I was required to read. I didn't do it for fun um, about why the New Wave happened in France. Right. And it's basically like the long and short of it was it was post-war. Everyone like kind of looked at France as like you guys are like cowards. Right. Because they had like bad military yeah. uh, stuff in World War II, um, and so they're sorry you were explaining this to our yes, not to our you audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, as you're we all very know, familiar with I'm a I'm World a sixty year old man, a yeah, robot, um, sixty year old robot who <laughs> loves D Day. <laughs> Uh, but then, you know, and it was this whole thing about like, oh, we need to like do new things. We need to do. So there's like all this like fashion starts happening. Yeah. All this, all these new novelists start happening. Uh, and then like Truffaut and um, uh, Andre, Andre Bazin and like all these people like created this like film critic circle um, and, you know, to like talk about movies. Yeah. And and then like from that, a bunch of like really famous directors came Um Anyway, and there was like technology was happening, so it was like household appliances, like all this crazy stuff. It just it's it's weird to read that kind of thing because the way technology and like our culture has advanced over the years, it it seemed like like in the past fifty years, it's been like like crazy yeah. quick advancements in so many ways, mm-hmm. and then because of that, everyone's just like, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, you know, definitely, like it, it, definitely it's a danger weird thing. Yeah, where because like even in the fifties, it was like again in, in the start, I was talking about how like cars were new. You yeah. know, <laughs> like it's baffling to think about only fifty or you know sixty years ago, whatever. Cars were new, <laughs> like that wasn't a normal thing. Yeah. You would you would get a car and people were like wow, fancy pants over here with a car. Now everyone ha- like there's fucking lots full of them where they're just like please take these. We'll let you ha- we'll let you have it. Just let the bank will pay for it. We don't care. Just take it. You know, it's it's just uh, it's crazy. Anyway, the future, as we will discuss in our uh, Futurama project, uh, 
should be far advanced in a thousand years. Yes. Uh, but I don't think it will be. <laughs> but I, I think I think Futurama is remarkably an interesting example of what I think it might be. Uh, there's aspects for sure. And Definitely. I think that's going to be and a this fun is, thing to I talk should, about. I should say yeah. it is something that I think like far more now than I did when I was a silly kid watching it for the first time. Mm. Do I think that like it's not so silly? I mean, it's very silly, but mm-hmm. it's like it's the idea of it's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, from my own very very limited understanding of the franchise's continuity. Yeah, and it, well, which I mean, we will explore. Which we'll explore. We'll explore a little bit with with this episode as well. But uh, I think what's what's really fascinating about Futurama to me is that I found the show uh, captured what kind of what you were saying, like what I believe the future actually could look like versus a lot of sci-fi that we watch today um, or what was made a while back that says, you know, that they go, they go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there's going to be flying cars. There's going to be uh, holograms everywhere. There's gonna, you know, like Blade Runner 2049, right? That's only in 20 years, <laughs> 25 years, whatever. And I don't think we'll be looking like that at all. <laughs> No, you know, and no, I mean, the original Blade Runner not. was yeah. was uh, I can't remember when, when it was it took place. 2019. Yeah, but yeah, so like we've passed it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and that's one of the things that I'm like, that that's one of the things that I kind of love the Blade Runner movies for. Mm. Um, and I I agree with you. Like, there's a yeah. like ton of these sci-fi movies just go all, go crazy. Sometimes I love them. Sometimes I don't. I happen to just I I love that the Blade Runner one kind of. Especially in the 2019, it was. It feels like maybe if this and this and this happened, you know, it feels less like a future and more like an alternate reality because that's kind of what we have to look at it as now yeah. because we've passed it. Yeah. And so that makes 2049 an alternate reality. Of course. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I fucking love 2049. Oh, it's, I want to add. I love adding more shit to that because <laughs> there's just it, it's a movie that can handle it. Oh, absolutely, it's yeah. so good, and I can't wait for Dune. Sorry. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna be going Dune to- Dune Tune. Yeah, I went and saw a movie yesterday. What'd you see? No Time to Die. Oh, the Bond. Yeah, the new Bond. Yeah. Uh, well, did you like it, guys? It's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, everyone, it's good. Um, does it ignore Spectre? Nope. <laughs> it does it fix it. It, it kind of fixes it. Yeah, it or like all, retroactively like it, makes it a little better. It's, it's a lot of heavy lifting. Sure. Um, because to be fair, I don't even remember what happens in Spectre except for Blofeld, Blofeld, and Madeline. I don't remember who that. That's is. all it asks you to remember. <laughs> okay, cool. And also that Spectre's a thing, right? I mean, it's right there in the title. Yeah. So that makes sense. It's hard to forget. Hard to forget. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's good. Um, that's cool. That's all I want to say about <laughs> it uh, because I nobody else is no nobody's really seen it yet. No. So I don't want to. I saw Malignant instead. Oh, cool. And it was batshit. Okay. Um, <laughs> goofy as hell, and I loved it. I actually really want to talk about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do too. <laughs> um, and we are. I, I was. I was teeing it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm You're sorry the one who took it away from me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's, it's fine. You don't have to come down so hard on <laughs> no, me. No, I'm. But no, 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 no. It's fine. Greg, sit down. It's fine. No, no, no. no. This, look at this guy. <laughs> you met this guy. His name's Alan. All right. 
<laughs> Put your notes away. Um, <laughs> I brought my board. <laughs> oh, well. It's built into your wall. Yeah. Uh, it was revealed like a TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the concept of Futurama, and we'll get we'll talk way more about Futurama, obviously, once we start start talking about the series proper. Uh, we're talking about this episode specifically, which is the, the crossover episode. Um, but I love the concept of Futurama because... It's this. It's this alternate. It, I, I mean, I love that they do a thousand years because it just means, you know, there's there's no way we're ever gonna know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Whereas like a lot of the sci-fi that I you know that I was talking about, they they'll do like you know oh like fifty years in the future. And it's like well we're gonna find out. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Sky Yeah. So I love that they're just like no, we're doing a thousand. Like and it's, it's gonna, gonna be, gonna be called 3, Skynet. <laughs> what you think that's stupid? <laughs> No, no. SpaceX. Everyone's I mean, going to be calling it, yeah. calling it that. Um, but yeah, so it's it's this this concept of there's there's crazy technology, but the people are the same, and that's what I love about Futurama is that there's you still have people who are just lazy, self centered assholes, yeah. <laughs> but they have like you know a magic device that puts their clothes on for them or something. And so they're just they're just more lazy, yeah. You know, and um, I mean, even the fact that it's just new New York, that's how lazy it is. You know, they're just like, oh, New York burned down. We'll rebuild it. We'll just call it New New York. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, but this episode is uh, obviously it took takes place, or at least like it was aired long after Futurama finished airing. At least its original run. I think around this time is when the Comedy Central run was ending. This is when it was ending. I think so. Because I, I think that the whole reason they did this episode was because they were like, well, like it's been long rumored and like we, we always talked about doing it. And it's like, well, Futurama is like officially ending for good now. Let's finally do the Simpsons crossover episode. Um, so I was actually curious because I did watch this episode when it, I think when it aired or like around when it aired because I was such a Futurama fan that I was like, yeah, why not? You know, I used to be a Simpsons fan, so maybe it'll be fun. And I was curious this time around. I was like, I wonder how much of like the the Futurama knowledge is required to enjoy this episode. And it's hard for me to say that because I know Futurama very well, but I would argue none. <laughs> I would I argue, would argue if you, that you're right. Yeah, I would argue if you don't know anything about Futurama, this episode is a banger. <laughs> yes. And if you know something about Futurama, it's just there's just some little little bonuses for you. Yep. Uh, this I think this episode is a great Futurama episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's well let's talk about it. So the the thing the main takeaway I got was the first uh, I don't know, seven minutes, whatever it is, basically until Bender shows up. Mm. It's a classic Zombie Years Simpsons. Sure episode. is. It, it's weird. Yep. It's quick cuts, rapid fire jokes, characters doing things they wouldn't normally do. Yep. Just to get the joke out, yep. um, and kind of baffling, right? Yep. We were like when we were watching it, we both were were like, "What? Uh, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> wow, they're really going fast." Yeah, it's the standard shit that we've been saying all this time. Bart saying things that he shouldn't be saying. Um, Homer isn't saying things that he should be saying. <laughs> Chalmers saying Chalmers being like, fucking weird. It's shooting a spitball at Skinner. Like, how does how is that the way you introduce anyway? All he has to do is say Skinner. Yeah, um, the writers are weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think one joke, I think it's the Kent Brockman joke is is pretty funny. Yeah. But it's like And again, it's I mentioned this when you watch it, but it's because they let it sit because yeah. he does the like the uh, I I don't follow the teleprompter and then see backslash end of program or whatever and then he just sits for a while. You know this And they let it sit and it's like normally they just cut away or they do some other weird joke right away because yeah. they, again, rapid fire shit, but but that one worked for me. But then yeah, once Bender shows up, um it, it it becomes a Futurama episode, like yep. you said, you know, and and I think um, the the it's it's kind of weird. Okay, it's it's kind of akin to the Simpsons movie in a weird way. Okay, um, I like this better than the Simpsons movie. I don't think the Simpsons movie is great, but I do remember when I went to see the Simpsons movie, I was like, oh, they're like they're recapturing what I liked about the Simpsons in a small way. It's not like it's not very well done and they, they go, you know, because it's a movie, they need to be bombastic and that kind of thing. It kind of robs it of that. But there's, there was elements of the movie. And I think we talked about this on our episode about it. There's elements of the movie where I'm like, Oh, like that's what I liked about the Simpsons. And they're just, they're almost there, but they just, they go a little too far the other direction. It does feel like the Simpsons movie feels like a copy of a copy of an episode, yeah, but a good one. Yes. And it's like, and it's just like what really made you love it fades over time. And, and I just like, or it's one of those things where you're like where you're seeing the mirage but it's always just out of reach yeah but you can see it you can see it yeah and i think this this episode captures that essence in a, in a different way because um again from my recollection the the new era of futurama the comedy central era i think am i is it adult swim i can't remember comedy central they went all over the place uh but but that era was similar to zombie or Simpsons in a lot of way for me regarding Futurama. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's better because I think that at the very least Futurama as a concept is so wacky and goofy already that they'd have to try really hard to like get, get away from the essence of what makes the show interesting and and funny. Um, But the original run, the run that we're going to cover is like pristine to me like it's just there's there's maybe a couple dud episodes here and there but for the most part it's just like all bangers so funny great characters and like concepts and tech and like all this weird nerd shit um and then it goes away for a bit comes back with the movies which are hit and miss and then comes back with this new run and the new run is just like uh it's it's comforting and i enjoy it but i don't love it i don't think it's like really great but like weirdly this episode i felt recaptured the original run era of Futurama. That's a good way to put it. At least with its characters. Yeah. Yeah. All of them fucking rule. (laughs) And in this episode, I was like, this is how I felt at the end of this episode. I was like, I can't wait to start (laughs) watching Futurama. Hell yeah. I think this episode did so much and it's a shame that their run was ending because I feel like it would have jolted unless people were cynical. I feel like people watching it would be kind of jolted into being like, I should check this out before it's gone. (laughs) Yeah. And if they hadn't before or if they had and had heard of it and be like, I should give this another look Mm -hmm. is that's kind of what it felt like to me because every single character in Futurama that <laughs> that invaded the Simpsons was so much better <laughs> than the Simpsons. Yeah, and they is- sucked so much compared to the Futurama cast. Am I wrong? Oh I'm no, not, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. 
And I think this is also like a kind of a general thesis I, I have about Futurama in general is um, the characters are generally all funny, but in their own way. Yeah. And that's what makes them great is that, you know, the thing we talk about with the Simpsons when they're like, okay, we have this joke that's really funny, like give it to Chalmers, you know, give it to Willie, you know, give it to like, just give it to a character in the scene. We don't care if it makes sense for the character, but you never find that, or at least from my recollection, you know, maybe we'll find some, but you never find that in Futurama. Like you won't see a Farnsworth joke come out of Bender. Right. right. That would be so It'd weird. Be insane. That would be insane because I know what a Farnsworth joke is. When he opens his mouth, I, I know where he's going with it. His his character reminded me so much of Golden Age Mr. Burns because yeah. his voice was so clear. Yeah, yeah. Like you knew exactly whenever this guy was on screen where he was coming from. Burns comes on screen this time. They have no idea what to do with him. No. He says something about the acid. I don't yeah, know. that could be anyone's ooze. Sure. And then there's like a skeleton. Just don't have him. Just, yeah, why is he there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fucking elementary school time capsule. Get the richest man in the planet, or at least the town. Get him out of there. The town's there. so small when you do that. It's so dumb. <laughs> you know what was like the, the one act break where there's the random dude with the, his kid in a stroller? Yeah who we've never seen before. Yeah. And I'm like, that's funny. That was great. You know why? Because it's not fucking Lenny or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly why it's good. Um, and, it was, and it's like, I want that. Well, you can't have you it. You can't have it. That's funny. That's a good joke. <laughs> and it's great because we have no... F- <laughs> I said it. I said it. <laughs> um. So the other thing that I really appreciate about this episode is... The plot. It's good. It's actually a really good <laughs> plot. It's A, like a good general uh, like plot structure, Yeah. right? But also, the plot of why Futurama's crossing over into The Simpsons makes sense. Yep. It's not just, oh, I stumbled upon Springfield. I'm family guy guy. Yep. What's his name? Peter. <laughs> I can't remember his name for a second. Peter. Peter. Um. But you know what I mean? Like that's the like the lazy writing that happens in so many of these crossovers that that we've talked about. Um, I guess the Family Guy one's the only one that we've talked about, but there's other f- yeah. f- crossovers in you know television history that uh, is just like oh they just stumble upon each other. You know, uh, the New Girl Brooklyn Nine Nine one is just like oh they're in New York. Yeah, and they stumble like, across each oh, other. Whoops, there's the main character. You know what's another good one? What? A Stars Burns. <laughs> But even that is like like they they call attention to how contrived it is. They right? do, but they are selling it short because it's not. It's actually not. It's fine. Yeah, they're no, having I, a I, film I don't have a festival. It. it makes sense. Like they have a. <laughs> but I like this one's introduction more because it gives the show coming in the agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it gives them That's the, the the drive of the plot is yeah. is is behind. The Futurama crew. It's yeah. the full opportunity to for Futurama to take the show. But also the the time capsule thing is part of the plot. I honestly yep. like until they you know kind of reveal that I was like eh, dumb little badger badger plot whatever. But it, no, it's all part of it. Like the whole reason they have to come here and specifically to Homer and Bart. the fact that you thought that that was going to be a badger plot is so damning of this show. Well, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Because it's not crazy. That's like... No. Because the show would pivot in the second act away from that. Yeah. 
but because they this is what they have to do to stick with their first act setups. Mm-hmm. Well, and Bart blowing his nose in the sandwich, I was just like, that's gross. That's a dumb, gross joke, but it's important to the plot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those that maybe didn't bother watching this and are listening along, the plot is um, the Futurama. So, you know, a thousand years in the future, there's suddenly this, this crazy uh, infestation of these weird uh, rabbit uh, life, life from hell or life, life in hell. Life in hell. Life rabbits. in hell. Rabbits uh, taking over New New York, and they discover that uh, they can trace the the source back to Homer Simpson. So they send Bender back in time. Uh, well, technically through whatever <laughs> I can't remember what he says, but it's very funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's how they got there. Bender right, got right. there. I'd better time get here machine. in a time machine. <laughs> that's such a good joke. Um, <laughs> and who said it? It's Farnsworth. Of course, it's Farnsworth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they send Bender back to, uh, basically kill Homer Simpson. Uh, you know, they're doing Terminator shit, essentially. Uh, the problem is this source, so kill the source and we'll be fine. But then more complications arise. The whole crew gets sucked back in time and, uh, they discover that, yeah, the time capsule, it was a combination of Milhouse's rabbit's foot and Bart's DNA and the, the ooze, right? Essentially creates this mutant bunny hybrid thing that's got bart's dna that starts reproducing quickly um in a thousand years and uh they start evolving and mutating and uh yeah that's like really when i describe it it's pretty simple like it's a simple plot but again like considering they have two whole casts of characters to juggle it's done very well you know and And it doesn't overstay its welcome doesn't overstay its welcome it also like it knows what to use each futurama character for um even like again like kind of lampshading it when zoidberg does his little bit that's it's and it's, it's funny it's super funny coming from zoidberg exactly. <laughs> because if you the thing is if you know who he is that's who he is yeah. that's that's the character wow, everyone voice. gets to say something <laughs> that's, that's my time, my time. <laughs> that's it's so good i love because zoidberg. everyone hates him and he knows yeah. it yeah so it's like, wow. <laughs> He's surprised and it's it's good. It's, it's good. It's <sighs> this is basic shit that I'm really, really <laughs> excited to experience. Yeah. Because it hasn't been happening, or it hasn't been happening in a way that's good mm-hmm. for us for a while. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing to always understand is that like Golden Age Simpsons and Golden Age Futurama, I'll just call it. Um are two vastly different shows. Yes. Right? And, you know, even if there's a lot of, like, in some of the DNA, there's some, you know, there's some writers, there's some, you know, obviously Matt Groening created both. He doesn't have much to do, though. Um, There's art similarities. Yeah, there's there's some, yeah, similar art. There's, like, Easter eggs and stuff. But but for the most part, like, the the style of humor in both shows in their heyday are very different. And that's what... You know, we loved going through Simpsons Golden Age, but as we were getting to seasons nine and ten, uh, ten especially, we just kind of realized it's not the show we like anymore. Yep. And that's why we set that kind of arbitrary end goal for ourselves. And with Futurama, it's going to be a, a, a brand new, like it's gonna it's gonna be invigorating. It's gonna be a lot of fun to talk about because, I mean, you haven't seen a lot of it, or at least like often. Yeah. No, it's been a while either way. Um, and same for me. Like, even though it was something I watched as regularly as The Simpsons when I had the DVDs of it, 
Uh, it's been so long since I've actually watched the whole series, like start to end. Um, oh, I want to say before I forget as well, we are doing DVD production order. And it's different. It is different. So if you watch it on Netflix, or I guess Disney Plus, sorry. <laughs> it was on Netflix at one point. Uh, if you watch it on Disney Plus, it's got, I think it's got the aired, aired order. Okay. Uh, so how they actually aired it when it was airing, uh, which is wrong. Oh, like yes. con- okay. continuity wise, they they mix some stuff up. There's not a lot. Like arguably, you could watch it in that order and you'd be fine. But I've always watched it because I owned the DVDs. I was watching the DVD order, and so that's what we're that's the order we're gonna go down. Sure. So Sounds just so good. everyone knows, you can like there's on the wiki it has like both of them listed because it was such a weird <laughs> disconnect that that the studio or the uh, Fox did. What a weird thing. Yeah. What a weird thing to do. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be fun because they thought they had another Simpsons. That's what they thought it was. Yeah. So they, so they so thought like it doesn't matter, matter what order yeah. we put them in. Yeah. Um, but it does. Guess what? Futurama's got a continuity, baby. Yeah. This is something I'm very excited to explore. Yeah. It's even more fun once you know it because when you watch the pilot, knowing all the continuity, mm. there's little there's little secrets there because they planned it all out. And I've said this before. I know, I'm, and I'm, I'm like, I, about I, I'm like, I want to point them out when we do the pilot, but I also don't because I don't want to spoil anything for you. So, well, I think you should. All right, because I've seen the original run. Okay, I've seen it. Okay, and do so you know the basics of some of the bigger, yeah. bigger plot points? Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Anyway, well, we'll find out. Yeah, if you say something and I won't know what it is, I'll be like, I guess I, guess I don't know yeah. anything. Time to show up. If I point something out and you're just like, I, I, okay, I'll be like, all right, well, we'll once we get to that point in the show, I'll be like, that's what I was talking about in yeah. the pilot, you know. Anyway, um, this episode is <laughs> in season twenty six. Yep, <laughs> it's the sixth episode, of season twenty six. They wanted it to be either finale or premiere, and then it and didn't. They work got neither, so they just made it episode six. <laughs> That um, seems like a classic Futurama <laughs> thing, though. Always the bridesmaid yeah, yeah. type thing. Like, <laughs> ah, what a rough run that show had. <laughs> but um, managed for four years. Yeah. And then, and the rest. And the rest, you know, like you can't, you obviously the can't revival, discount that. Yeah. But the fact that it did come back is is wild. But I think the fact that it lasted four full seasons... They are yeah. full, right? Like- uh, yes. I think technically they're five seasons. Oh, but there was four DVD box sets. Okay, because they, com- you know, they compacted some of them. Like I think season one was only like twelve episodes or something. Oh, right. So okay. They made the okay. first box set like seasons one and most of season two. It's it's oh, weird. You- it's it's really weird. But again, mm. like they didn't have season arcs. Right. So there was no like there there's continuity throughout the show, but there was no like, oh, like this season's all about this. No, that's know. awesome. Yeah. So so it's it's completely fine to watch them uh in order and not have a concept of the seasons, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um I liked a lot of the little Easter eggs in this. See, this is a really great thing to to bring up because the life in hell one mm-hmm. could be annoying. It could yes. be like it could be very annoying until I think about it, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh okay uh, because a lot of the time when they do that I'm just like what are you doing yeah and this time I was like it's Futurama now it's funny 
that there are monsters running around yeah. because that happens in Futurama. <laughs> Absolutely. That happens a lot in mm-hmm. Futurama. Monsters and, and aliens. And monsters, mutants. aliens, oh my. Mm-hmm. All of these things. You you can do that. That's yep. totally fine. And the fact that you're making it this winking nod to Matt Groening's first thing while bringing his two major creations on network television together mm-hmm. is, I think, appropriate. Yeah. I kind of wish they stuck around. I mean, yeah. Um, but like, honestly, the Bart demons are, are fine. <laughs> I think they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> um, I think they look like, they, they look like Futurama enough mm-hmm. to exist in that universe. So and I they do like, they do the little like, I Karama, eat my shorts, Skinner is a wiener, uh, graffiti. Yeah. And then that's it. They, like, they don't continue yeah. to do that throughout yeah. the, you know, their appearance. Um, they, they do have a, a shot of Seymour, um, which I did not like. Mm. <laughs> Um, are you familiar with Seymour? He was a little dog in this episode. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm familiar with Seymour. Okay. Yes. You've seen Jurassic the, the Park. The reason I stopped watching Futurama. <laughs> Fair. For um, a long time. Yeah. But uh, the only reason I don't like it is they're not in New York. So, like, they're in Springfield. <laughs> yeah, that feel, that that felt like a Simpsons joke. Yeah, it felt a little too... Yeah, like, we're just we're throwing this in there because we know fans will like it, you yeah. know? And it's like, nah. I, it felt I, cheap. It felt cheap, yeah. I think that's a, a good way to describe yeah. it. And like, as as far as I'm concerned, that that's a that's a very important episode. It absolutely it's a very is. important episode of television. And um, to me, it was a very important episode of television in the way that you um, you can do other things than be a comedy. <laughs> You're allowed to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, I think that episode retroactively make me enjoy the more sentimental episodes of the Simpsons even mm-hmm. more, which uh, goes to... So it's very important. Like yeah. I think it's why Lisa's first word is at the top of my list. It, at sense. the end yeah. of the day, it's yeah. a whole like trickle-down thing that yeah. leads all the way back to that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's one of my favorite episodes of television ever, um, but uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I think we that's, will. I think that's season four, technically. Yep. So. Um, but uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, the first movie, they bring him back as well. Um, bring Seymour back it works in the context of that movie does it it does and because I remember when they announced the movie this is Bender's big score by the way Um, is that the one that works it's the only one that I like of the four movies (laughs) Um, when they announced it there was like yeah there was like oh and Seymour's gonna be back and I was like no he's not like the whole point of that episode is that Fry decides not yeah Um, but there's time travel shit that's involved so so the way they bring him back does make sense and I and and I enjoy it great because it's because the other thing about Futurama is uh, especially later in its run especially in its revival run they start to do like multiverse shit. Like they start to do like, you know, there's different versions of Fry out there. They do oh, they right. do a whole. There's one in the original run that we'll talk about the, uh, the Farnsworth Parabox, which uh, does multiverse shit as well. Uh, Again, very good. Totally fine with it. Yeah, because it's, it's Futurama. Sci-fi. <laughs> it's sci-fi. It's in the title. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm very excited. Um, even just remembering that episode, I'm like, oh, that episode's great. <laughs> I'm just like remembering episodes and being like, ooh, that's going to be a fun one to talk about. There's some really great shit in this one. When I got so happy when Farnsworth went through the Bender's chest portal <laughs> and showed up. Because you know I love him. Of course. I yeah. love the the professor. He's great. Uh, I, think they, I, I think they used... Like, I was starting to be like, why... 
I, I started being like, ah, oh, I hope they don't pair Bender up with Homer for the whole time. Right. Because, that, uh, yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it actually, it fucking works if at the end you know where it's headed and, like, the moment at the end is good. I like that moment. It's good. <laughs> I, I like it for, like, the, yeah, There's it's like a two-pronged thing. Like, it makes, first of all, it makes total sense that this is what Bender would do. Yeah. It's very funny yeah. that he's just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to power down for a thousand years and then just goes limp. <laughs> they toss him in their basement. Which, that's what Homer would do. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd be but, like, that's, and I, when he was doing that, I'm like, he's doing this in a funny Homer way. Yeah. But it's also a sweet thing. Yeah. That he's just like, yeah, he's a robot, but he was my buddy, and I'm gonna throw him in the basement. And where... I'm gonna give him a little bit of beer, and because he liked beer, yeah. And that was just a nice little like, again, like we we talk about in our especially in our Patreon with the zombie years uh, episodes that we cover the fact that like the endings are so afraid to have any sentimentality, yeah. Um, and I was worried. I was worried this one would have. Because that moment was very nice. And, and they held like, on it. And they they did. They just held on it. So that's also why I was worried. I'm like, oh, what's the button? What's the button? But then it fades out. And I'm like, good. You did it. You did it. I couldn't <laughs> believe that they stuck the landing. <laughs> he says, like, thanks, buddy. Yeah. It's nice. And it's and you can kind of Yeah. And you can kind of, like, imagine, like, he'll he'll go in the basement every so often and give him a little beer. Yeah. You it's can just like his little robot pet that he just, like, checks in on every so often. For so long. And it's cute. It's good. I can't, I honestly can't believe I'm saying it, but I think the episode's good. I think it's good too. Over Overall, I think there are moments at the beginning where the Simpson family <laughs> almost ruins it. Yeah, true. But the thing is, there's a better show coming to the rescue. Exactly. And I think they utilize all of the family members appropriately once, again, once the the Futurama characters are, are present. Yeah. Um. And I think they use the the Futurama characters appropriately as well. Um, you know, obviously, Amy and Hermes underused, but I think that's fine because they're 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 never the like yeah. for me they're never the big laughter bringers. <laughs> yeah, I would argue Amy and Hermes underused for the series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's the. I mean, they they both are not uh, part of the original gang. They both yeah. show up, you know, in later episodes. I can't remember how late. Uh, I think Amy's before Hermes, and then Hermes shows up. I think they're all in the first season, though. Anyway, we'll we'll get to it. Um, but because in Zoidberg, I think is also a late edition. Zo- yeah, Zoidberg. Yeah. I remember that being like, "Where's yeah. Zoidberg?" <laughs> and, um, and then Nibbler, Nibbler's there. Scruffy's yeah. there. Scruffy's got a good, one good line. He's got a good laugh. I love I love Scruffy. Scruffy's a, a weird weird character that is very rarely used. Um, I mean, the whole joke in the in the show is people being like, "Who are you?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm Scruffy, the, the janitor." janitor. Yeah. All right, <laughs> and then like next episode, the exact same thing. Yeah, but he dies though a bunch, doesn't he? Um, I mean, he has died yeah. a couple times at least that I can think of at the top of my head. But I don't think it's like a Kenny situation necessarily. Yeah. You know, where it's like an, a running gag. But he's per a se. character that they feel comfortable killing off yeah. and bringing back. Yeah. Okay. Well, also, I think maybe one of the examples I'm thinking of is in one of the anthologies of interest, which is their treehouse, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, which is out of continuity. So that's. Anyway. A uh, good name, yeah. <laughs> Anthologies of interest, yeah. Well, and the that's funny. <laughs> the the first one, and oh man, I, I can't remember. I think they only did two because yeah. I think they didn't start it until the third season. Anyway, um, the first one is. 
the premise is the professor has invented a what if machine. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. yeah. And then so they they just ask it a question. What if? And you know, I think the first one is what if I was a human? The bender says that. And then and then it's like, all right, let's watch it. <laughs> and it's, it's very funny. It's, it's just funny. A, it's That's a silly good. sci-fi premise that works for in the context of a TV show. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. He makes the thing longer. It's his, that's the invention he's more proud of. Is it like, because that's that's a Rick and Morty thing. Uh, what specifically? Like they would do that. Like that's the thing that that would that would exist in Rick and Morty right sure. now. It's like the what if machine is basically interdimensional cable. Yeah, or the or Morty's mind benders, or Morty's mind benders. Yeah. Any of those things that they use. Um, something that is is beginning to grate on me <laughs> about about that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't do. How much do they call attention to that? How much do they meta that in Futurama? Um, like my recollection is not nearly as much as Rick and Morty. Because I would be surprised like anthology, if it came even close to. Yeah, Rick and anthology Morty. of interest is probably the the key one yeah. where they get meta about it. But even then, it's just like, yeah, I know I invented this thing. Let's watch it. You know, right? Like I don't know. <laughs> but they don't like act like. They don't do the thing where it's like, oh, and this is like, here's some meta narrative bullshit. Um, yeah, not to my recollection. Because there's a, there's too much of that in Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's getting a little, a little over, over its. Uh, it's getting overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, up its own ass. That's yeah. what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that they reset a little bit in the next one. It. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like a, a, a good. Um, ending to the era they're in yeah it did and so and and it does feel it, you can almost feel like dan Harmon is is on that same page where he's like this is getting a little too much yeah uh you know and he does the meta thing about like yeah like i'll reveal the things that the fans are always saying i should reveal so we can get it like be done with it and then move on it seemed like that's what the uh, season five right was yeah. the most recent one yeah it seems like that's what season five was all about was like this is what the, all the fans wanted so we're gonna do all that shit just to get it out of the way, so that we can do our own shit next season. But we'll see. Maybe it'll be more of that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I just think he has a very, very complicated relationship to storytelling, to writing, <laughs> to, to to storytelling. Yeah. I think, and and I I don't think I I think I mean the, the his, story train. I think is it's the it's prime example even, of to, that. to me. That's uh, that's like however you choose to format a story is fine, but. I feel like the show just doesn't have by calling it out like it does. I started feeling a lack of confidence in the show being like, "Oh, we're making a show, but isn't it stupid that we're telling a story?" Right. And I'm like, "You don't have to do that." You <laughs> yeah. like I find the stories I, like stories. I find the stories compelling. <laughs> I yeah. like the idea that Rick has a backstory. Yeah. I like the idea of building a sci-fi universe. Yeah. Sounds Stop good. telling me I'm a I'm 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 shitty for wanting yeah. that. It's basically the whole season is calling the fan base basic, and I don't like that yeah. feeling because no, what are you doing? Yeah, but also at the same time they are paying off a few things mm-hmm. in a, in like in weirdly satisfying ways. But I hate that they're being like you're being stupid for it. liking yeah. this. Yeah. Why am I stupid for liking this? Then maybe I shouldn't like it. Don't do that. No. Let me like it. Let me like the thing that you're making because I want to like it. Yeah. You should want me to like it <laughs> because it's good <laughs> if you let me like it. <laughs> yeah. 
That's why I think he has a complicated relationship with storytelling because yeah. I think he's a very insecure person. Yeah, and I think you're right. Yeah, his, his he's like this is this is how story structure is, and he's like, but I don't like that it's like this. <laughs> you know, he's like yeah. he's like I know this is the right way to do a story, but like why? It's it's I mean you know it's it's Charlie Kaufman too. Like Kaufman yeah. can get that way too, where it's like you know adaptation. I think is just such a a perfect like dive into that psyche of like. I'm a writer. I should know how to write things, and I do. But I don't like the correct way to write things. I got to be interesting and new. But that makes it less interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So anyway, I love it, Charlie Kaufman. It's a it's a wild but. paradox, and I think becoming a director has helped him move a little bit away from from that shit and uh, adapting a book. And adapting a book. That's a smart like, idea. I think, yeah, I you think should, I'm you thinking should of many things was uh, a great distillation of the Kaufman mindset. Uh, removed from his own ego. You know who should do that again? Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> Tarantino. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think he should adapt a book again. Yeah, because uh, Jackie Brown, is yeah. that the only thing he's adapted? Yeah. And everything else is originally written Original by screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he should absolutely... And Jackie Brown's one of his best movies. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hands down one of his and most like, mature and, films. And one of the least talked about yeah. of, of his oeuvre. Yeah. yeah. Um, well... What else do we have to say about this episode? I mean, I think we've we've covered a lot of it. Yeah, we've I, talked. Uh, the talked holophoner. We talked about the holophoner. Uh, Lisa Lisa Sachs, Sachs is this now is, a holophoner. This is a thing that I was like, the, my my take was the 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 episode felt split mm. in in a way where almost every time that they would let the Simpsons have a joke, it was bad. <laughs> but when the Simpsons were interacting as the guests in the show or as the people who were taking the Futurama characters around and letting the Futurama characters be the fish out of water and letting them react, that was funny. Yeah. When the Futurama characters could be the fishes out of water, when you're at Frink's lab and the professor just tears down Frink (laughs) and you're like, that's good. He's like, all right, well, so we're the two smartest yeah. people. And then Farnsworth is like, yes, but you should know you're much dumber than me. <laughs> to me, I see you as very stupid. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> like, uh, Professor Rules. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I like the, the holophoner was just one that obviously I picked up on, but I think there's, there's a good chunk of those little, kinda, I thought that was a good use of Lisa, yeah, little, like, little Easter eggs. And I was very worried when they went to the future, mm-hmm. I was like, are, are the Simpsons now going to take over as the fish out of water characters? Right. And luckily there wasn't enough time to do that. They actually had to, you know, wrap up the plot that they'd set up <laughs> and thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, because the Simpsons just became like kind of the eyes of the audience, mm-hmm. you know, like they became the surrogates for people who may not have been familiar with Futurama. Yeah. We're in their world now. The Simpsons do as little as possible to ruin the episode mm-hmm. and they succeed. <laughs> they yeah. Don't do it. Good work. Good yeah. work, Simpsons. Despite efforts, <laughs> they didn't ruin the episode. <laughs> Um, then we get the uh, the final uh, capper, the the post credit sequence, as it were. Yeah. Um, with Kang and Kodos visiting Omicron Percy I eight. Yeah. Um, with Lur and Indinda. Yep. Um, who I love. I love those two. They're funny. I was I was being like, do I like these two when they showed up? Yeah. And by the time they're like 
almost it, their their escalation routine yeah. of the of the bickering couple uh-huh. kind of reminds me of the Statler Waldorf routine. Sure, yeah. It's just an escalation gag. And when they present themselves as the uh, A B team of a husband wife bickering duo, I'm kind of like, uh, is this gonna work? But then they they do it. They manage to pile it and pile it and pile it until the joke finally uh, reaches its apex zenith, and you realize that it's just a really great absurd joke. Well, and and Omicron Percy I uh, eight and Learn and Dinda are. Uh, essentially in Futurama, they're essentially like a 50s sitcom couple. Yeah. But they're aliens. It's brilliant. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Because there's t- parts where it's like, oh, Lur, you need to you know, take the garbage out, and he just shoots her. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> it's like, I'm an alien, patriarchal alien. Like, you're dead now. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. And it's a throwback. It's very good. It's wild. Yeah. It's very fun. They're only in, uh, they're only like featured in, I want to say, three or four episodes, but the, I remember loving lo- all of them. Yeah, it's smart that they don't completely overuse them yeah. because that could get tired. I mean, ca- yeah, man, the cast of characters in Futurama is just so great because, again, I think just having that, that, that freedom, that like feeling of we can do whatever the fuck we want, we can create a, an alien that does blank. Yeah. We can do a robot that does blank, you know, like having that at their disposal, I think really brought the creativity out in the writers in, a, in an interesting way and not in a, not in like an annoying, like this is too random kind of way. It easily could have been Dr. Yeah. Seussville. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, not charming though. No. <laughs> of course. Because personally, I find Whoville very charming mm. mm-hmm. because it's just like, what? <laughs> Why would you need that? <laughs> a thneed? You need one. You need a thneed. I guess. <laughs> I guess I do. No, the but then and the no, but then the old onceler will <laughs> That's right. will shame us. That's right. Look out for the onceler. Um, no, the onceler sells you things, doesn't he? Yeah, but well, the Lorax. He t- well, he tells no. Trees. He tells you the the onceler tells you the story. Oh, who's the guy who? The uh, Lorax speaks for the trees. Yeah, but who's the guy who is the capitalist guy? The Wansler. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's both. He's right because he's the one telling the story. Yeah, because he's the story the is told who, in a background, and it's, it's a flashback. In a yeah. flashback, because the world is already. We all over. know the Lorax. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best uh, environmentalist books ever written, and you know, a decent film. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it and being like, you know what. I think, I think this is good. Yeah. Again, oh, with, great. again, with like the Dr. Seuss movies, I'm like, these shouldn't be CG, but fine. If uh, you're doing it this way, fine. You mean like hand-drawn or like 2D? Yeah. Okay. Should, I was like, because the live-action ones are garbage. I y- think. Yeah, the live-action ones like are, any are terrible. I don't know ones. why you would make them live-action. Okay. I just think you should make them like two-dimensional. 2D animation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah I'm fine with that. Um, great. Well... Uh, stay tuned for Lorax, Lorax talk. Oh, we could do some Dr. Seuss movies on the on the Patreon. <laughs> we sure could. That would be kind of fun. Would it? <laughs> yeah. Lorax and the rest. Uh, Horton, he's I, a who. I don't want any reason to ever have to watch The Cat in the Hat again. Grinch. I'm just, I'm just naming the animated ones. Okay. Great. Actually, on second thought, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, none of those. Two fun. of those movies sound <laughs> boring as hell, and one of them's fine. <laughs> 
Um, I never even watched the that new Grinch. It's so boring. With the uh, Illumination one. It's so just right down the middle. Yeah. It's just like whatever. It's an origin story, right? Nope. No. Well, I mean, kind I of. I thought it's like Young Grinch, like Baby Grinch, not like not Baby Grinch. No, I mean like Teen we, Grinch. We do have like a moment with Baby Grinch. Oh, okay. Like there's. Trying to tell a full and complete character. <laughs> Whatever. It, what Baby the... Grinch exists in that one. Yeah. yeah well, because Baby well. Grinch is in the Ron Howard one he as sure well. Is, yeah. And uh, what's 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 the Grinch's deal? <laughs> they never try and explain that. They try to explain everything around it. Right. They're just like, oh, there a Grinch is here. And everyone's like, gross. And yeah. he's like, uh, but it's please. The, it's the and they're like, get out of here. It's the it's the classic. They wonder um, why he's mad. Yeah, to me, it's the classic explaining just enough to be really annoying. <laughs> right. You know, Where it's like I don't need an explanation. I can just you can just say a Grinch lives on the hill. And yeah. You're like all right, that's how <laughs> d- the book starts. Just <laughs> yeah. do that. It's he's just fine. there. And like the the Ron Howard one does start that way. Right. But, but then, then it, it does has the, the feel, has the yeah, yeah feels the need to tell us the story. Yeah. Well, because he's got a fi- I mean the original short. Is what thirty minutes? Yeah, maybe. And he's like, I gotta fill at least ninety. <laughs> yeah, there's other ways to do that. Oh, he finds many he ways. Sure does. <laughs> he really tries. Let's just stretch it out. Stretch have, it out. Stretch have, it out. I have like a good chunk of friends uh, who unabashedly love that movie. Like it's one of their Christmas movies, and yeah. I've always been baffled by it because I never liked it. So I rewatched it last Christmas to like, like what what's people what do people like about this? And like I think that was my takeaway. I was just like, it's just it's just stretching everything out. Like it's just go like there's no the main plot is still the exact same plot as the book slash short. You wanna know how long it is? Um is it hundred and uh seventeen? Oh boy, thank God it's not. It's hundred and five minutes. Okay. It's hundred and five minutes. So it's longer than I thought. Yeah. But uh, when you said that, I thought it was going to be much longer, so that's why I went higher. <laughs> Unreal how big of a hit that movie was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. I mean, that's why Cat in the Hat was made. Yep. And then none others after that, yep. because Dr. Seuss's wife cried. Bad. Did you know that? I didn't. Yep. She went to, see the, went to the premiere. Uh, she was in tears at the end, and uh, and she said, um, like, you've destroyed my husband's legacy and rescinded any rights to make live-action movies ever again incredible yep <laughs> that's why they're all animated boss move that's a that's a boss move yep uh you know dr seuss uh seemed like probably not a great guy but still he made some beloved books it's true he sure did and uh you know something like the cat in the hat doesn't need to have a playboy joke in it that's all i'll say no it doesn't do you remember that <laughs> i don't is that uh, in the movie yeah so I've never seen the movie. It's a, it's a, like, I, Playboy is just how, it's a centerfold joke. Oh, okay. Um, he picks up a picture. The cat, the cat, yeah, arrives. He, there's children. And yeah. He's like, hi, I'm the cat. I'm Mike Myers. And they're like, well, get out of here, cat. And he's like, oh. And he sees a picture of their mother. And he's like, ooh, who's this fine looking? And he, like, gets, like, his no. hat stands on end because no. he's no. horny. And then he, pull, yeah, he folds it open, no. like a centerfold. And they go, that's my mom. And he goes, awkward. Yeah. In that Mike Myers way. And he folds it up. Wow, that sounds interminable. Yeah, it's one of the, tr- like, worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I remember watching it when it came out on DVD because I was working at the movie rental store and I could get free DVD rentals. So I would, I had this weird thing where I'm like, I'm going to try and watch every movie that comes out. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, don't, I, I don't remember when I stopped, but I, there's like a good chunk of movies where I'm like, I watched Cat in the Hat. I watched New York Minute. I watched like, oh. like there's just all these movies where I'm like, I watched it for that reason only. And I shouldn't have. Why yeah. did I do that to myself? But anyway, uh, Cat in the Hat's garbage. Um, just, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Anyway, favorite joke? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah definitely let's do some favorite jokes um i think mine's gotta be when the uh okay i got they're both in the, involving the professor okay um <laughs> when he talks about how a time machine is a stupid idea <laughs> and instead they traveled through like some sort of interdimensional thing yeah. to come through bender's chest uh-huh. and then lisa says then how did bender get here and he says a time machine, <laughs> time machine. <laughs> it's perfect joke. it's like perfect, perfect professor, professor joke and then my my other one is when the professor comes into the Simpsons home and says, "Good news, everyone!" And Fry says, "That means it's bad, bad news. news." <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I really liked uh, Bender Bowling. Calculates the trajectory <laughs> and then just gutters it right away. It's very, very funny. <laughs> It's like, that's like, that's one of those, like, to me, like a classic Simpsons joke too. Yeah. Right? The, the defying expectations kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so it was nice to see one of those again. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I don't know, uh, I, honestly, it's always a, a, a style of joke I attribute to the Simpsons golden age. Um, Futurama probably does it a bunch too, more so with, uh, I think Fry, uh, because he's the fish out of, because he's the yeah. one from our center. So he'll be like, they'll be like, oh, uh, you know, here's a thing. And he's like, wow, that's a thing in the future. And they go, they say something else. You know, there's some punchline. I'm obviously butchering the setup, but but that's the idea. I think like that's where that humor comes from more so in Futurama. There's less of the uh, the defying, the 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 swerves, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of funny um, future jokes like that. Sure. That I enjoy. Um, episode MVP? Uh, the Professor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be the professor for me as well. Um, yeah, Bender's close, honestly, because he gets he gets more screen time. He well. does. Uh, he's honestly a character that I'm going to probably have a hard time with. Yeah, and I always have. Um, he's very hit or miss for me. Yeah, yeah. In in the show proper, I, like, I think he I think, I think he the, worked well in this episode. I, yeah. yeah, he 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 wound up working quite well. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, and I think I remember it be in in the episodes being like, there's this there's this thing and that this character does that they do in The Simpsons that uh now and like and I'm like, at the time it's like season thirteen <laughs> and it's like that I'm not really into. It's like it takes the air out of moments a mm. lot of the time, and I'm like I'm I'm wondering if I'm just like putting that too much on him because they made so much of Bender yeah. and they're like you you should like this guy, he's the bard of the show. In a lot of ways. And also in a lot of ways, he's got the Homer personality. 
Totally, yeah. He's got the Homer ability. But I mean, in terms of like what they tried to do with the character, yeah. like, you know, early Simpsons. Yeah, early Simpsons was like, Bart's our guy. We yeah. need to like push Bart. And that's what happened with Bender, too, where everyone's, everyone loves Bender. We got to push Bender, like, yeah. and accentuate the things that he did in the pilot, you know? Like, he's mean, so make him mean all the time, you know? Right. And I think Bender works best once they get away from that a bit. Same with how I think Bart works best when they get away from that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and focus on just developing the character a bit more. Because Until they what, bring it all the way back around in The Simpsons to where he's <laughs> yeah. just whatever or he's just yeah whatever the hell he just sucks <laughs> he just sucks so much and again i think there's some parallels to bender with the revival i think i remember that too where they the revival of futurama there was a bit too much just bender being a jerk for for no reason mm-hmm. and there's times where him being a jerk is really funny to me mm-hmm. and there's other times where i'm like ah, come like you didn't need to do that <laughs> so we'll see jerk ass bender yeah we'll see um well I mean... That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the next time you hear from us will be in the 31st century. Is that what we're going to call it? I think so. Two Bad Neighbors in the 31st century? I think so. Great. I can put a I number there. To, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, I think... We, we hadn't solidified it. I think we can do that. Great. I think that's what it's going to be. Perfect. So... We're taking off. We're... we're well, we're... We're freezing. Freezing we're, ourselves. We're, we're going to cryogenically freeze ourselves I'm going to go years. the long way. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to push the little antenna. I uh-huh. mean, my. Uh, mm, I'm just going to mm-hmm. go to sleep mm-hmm. for a thousand years. Oh, and oh, he's shut down. <laughs> and all right, well, I guess I'll just store him in my basement and feed him beer. Um, Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this has, been a, this has been a great, crazy ride. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to everyone for sticking with us. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, I it's guess just, to people who are just catching up, surprise, we're still going. <laughs> yeah. And next time, I don't know. Are we going to, do we want to like, we should we should just go right in and have guests from the jump, right? You think so? It's been so long. I'm fine with that. Since we've had guests, I think yeah, we should just like guests. start bringing them all back. Yeah. Um. Great. Well, yeah. Space Pilot 3000 is going to be the first episode. That's right. And it's a doozy. It is a doozy. Because it's a, definitely a pilot episode. Yeah. Yes. There's some weird shit in that's, that pilot that they that get I, rid of very quickly. Yeah, that's something that I remember very well. Yeah. Because I watched that premiere mm-hmm. with great anticipation, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought, because, I, well, we love sci-fi here. Love it. We do. So... I'm very much excited for a new adventure, and um, I'll see you in a thousand years. See you in a thousand years. See you all in a thousand years, and thanks again to everyone who guested, listened, wrote us, all that good stuff. Uh, We appreciate you all very much. Uh, You're the reason we're still doing this. Absolutely. Um, God, it's, it's it's really cool that... So many of you have uh, been listening to us for all this time and through all this craziness. And mm-hmm. now we all get to come out of it slowly but surely together. Out of the primordial ooze. Into the future. <laughs> <laughs> we planned that. We uh, did. <laughs> we did. Uh, well, can you believe it, though? I can't. It's... We did it. We made 200 it. We made it to 200 episodes. That's crazy. And have you ever done 200 of anything in your life? Never. No. 
No. Like, aside from like, not. you know, shit. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Eat. You know, the normal sleep. stuff. Yeah, went to yeah. bed. Like other than like the routine. Than, yeah. But no. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever done 200 not. except for this. So this is our legacy. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Anyone who digs this up from a proverbial time capsule is going to make us be able to say whatever they want. That's, oh, no. <laughs> Don't like that. Um, well, you can find us on the internet. Yep. Bad Neighbors Pod. Um, you can email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three, should and it's not a- changing. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to ask. Should we get a new email? No. Okay. No. Respect your roots. <laughs> There's there like there's there, probably still a hammock district in the year three thousand. Yeah, there is no reason I think to rebrand ourselves as a as like a Futurama podcast, right? Because that's not where we come from. That's true. We're just going. We're just we're just going. We're going full hog. Yeah, full tilt. We're still the two bad neighbors. We are. And we always will be. You're gonna hear a bunch of guests that <laughs> we've had on a million times yeah, before. Absolutely. Um, but we'll reset the uh, guest clock. That's right. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> Everything's back to one. Everyone's everybody. equal again. Yeah. Um, Your credit has been wiped clean. <laughs> Share the wealth. Eat the rich. You can find us on Patreon at uh, Boathouse Studios, where you can subscribe for two bucks a month. Gets you all of our bonus content. Uh, this month, we're going to do our best to get three commentaries out three count them uh we're gonna do the scream trilogy the og stream scream trilogy so that's right because uh, it's spooky time of month yes it is or time of year <laughs> um so it'll yeah. be more it'll be a more spooky time of the month by the time we release them true there you go <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can do that and uh, enjoy all that as well as anything in our backlog, including all of our Zombie Years episodes mentioned and other commentaries and other weird stuff like the TBN BBBQ, yeah. um, which uh, we should find a way to do another one of those. Yes, we should. Get some, there's some Futurama f- foods we could get. Absolutely there is. Um, slurm, poplars. And we'll probably go back and talk about The Simpsons every once in oh, a while sure. on our on our Patreon, which gives you just another reason to go over there. That's right. Um, but aside from that, for from all of us here at Boathouse Studios, for the last time, keep watching the skis. Ooh.